Okie dokie, folks. Welcome to the Roots Report podcast, presented by Motif Magazine and sponsored by Providence Brewing Company, Rhode Island Blood Center, New Bedford Festival Theater, and Mother Earth Wellness. I am your host, John Fusick. Today we have Dave Flamon. Dave is the producer of Bliss Fest in Newport. Bliss Fest will take place on July 29th in Newport and features performances by Allison Callery, Bill Bartholomew, Nate Farrer, Jesse the Tree, The Z Boys, Analog and Jabberwocky.
Hi, Dave. This is John. Hey, John. How are you? Hey, good. How you doing? All right. So we're going right to talk on. about Blissfest. And yeah, I'm, I'm uh, excited about it, actually. I am. So <clears throat> when is Blissfest? It's coming up next weekend. Yeah, it's Saturday, uh, July 29th um, from 5 to 11 um, over at Iris uh, Restoration Hall on Thames Street. Yep. So that's a new place. I've never heard about that spot before. Yeah, I. Um, it's a... It's where I actually work uh, currently. Um, I'm in the facilities department there, and um, it's a uh, it's a really special building. Uh, the restoration hall is sort of their flagship building of Iris. Um, what is now? Um, what is Iris? Iris is a uh, trade school um, for uh, marine trades um, of technology and, and trades. Um, it used to stand for. Um, International Yacht Restoration School, but they don't use that ac- um, acronym anymore. And um, but so yeah, it's it's um, it's they, they say it's an institute of technology and trades. That's how they sort of describe themselves now. Um, and uh, it's marine based. Um, they have a a boat building program, uh, two year boat building program, um, and then they also have marine systems, um, a composite system. Uh, composite um course and digital manufacturing course too so it kind of spans all things to deal with boats so what is it that you do there uh being on the facilities department uh i basically manage the buildings and anything that um anything that entails um sort of uh they do host other events uh like uh, newport film had their uh, gala there uh last weekend so uh, you know, if they need anything to be set up for their event, um, I set that up for them, whether it's tables or to move anything around in the main hall um, and also to, to sort of unlock um, unlock the door for them when they come in for their event and then, and then lock up. Um, you know, other duties, it's basically there's a marina too. So, um, it's, it's, you know, we have uh, marina duties, whether, whether it's, you know, just keeping everything clean or if there's any um, any problems with the, to providing services to the boats, you know, we, that's our department. Um, you know, it's, we, it's, it's sort of a, a, it's a quite the spectrum of, of things that I do at, with my job. It's kind of not just one thing. (laughs) So where is this located again in Newport? It's right on Thames street. Um, trying to, uh, it's, it's right down, it's right across the street from, um, it used to be Gary's Handy Lunch, um, which was a pretty, you know, landmark place in Newport. I'm not sure if you've heard of that, but it was a sort of a diner um, breakfast lunch place for many years. Um, it's I'm trying. It's right up the street from the the Armory, which is now the Newport um, Sailing Museum, mm-hmm. um, and uh, it's in between Casey's Marina and the Reef uh, Restaurant down there. Okay. So, so how big is the space? Oh, I think it's, let's see, it's, I'm trying to remember the dimensions of the building, um, but the space is probably, uh, probably close to a hundred by, um, be safe to say 40, you know, um, and then there's the mezzanine, um, balcony and then upper loft area, um, also. So, um. So there's more space than than just the main hall, and then there's the lobby, um, sort of leading you in, and um, 
It's a, it's a grand space. It has arch windows, um, beautiful arch windows that give you a view of the harbor from the mezzanine. Um, and uh, it's very inspiring place. It used to be the uh, original, um, uh, the uh, basically the original power plant for Newport. Oh, okay. uh, I say power plant. I stumbled on it because it used to be the gas used to be gas at first um, before they, um, you know, they would illuminate the city with gas and then switched over to electric. Um, so um, it was originally the gas, you know, the gas, uh, basically the gas uh, supplier for Newport. It actually lit the first street um, in the country, which was Bellevue Ave um, in history. So, so that building uh, is from the cool. 1800s then? Yep. Oh, that's cool. Is yeah. there a stage in there, or are you bringing a stage in, or? Uh, we'll, we will bring in a stage, yep. Um, there's sort of a platform there where they build the boats on because um, the floor is concrete, and you um, you need a, a wooden floor sometimes to build a boat on to sort of secure certain things to it. Um, so they have platforms on the, uh, the concrete floor. But we will add to that, and there will be uh, a stage at, you know, regular stage height, Um yeah, it'd be, you know, raised up at least to at least three feet. So, okay. yeah. so you started this in a backyard. I did. Yes. Why don't you um, give me the history? Years. How 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 did you come about with it? Uh, what gave you the idea for it? How did it start? Why don't you give me the rundown on all that? So it was it was during uh, twenty twenty um, during the pandemic. Um, the uh, the, the folk festival wasn't doing it was a year that they didn't have um festival um because of covid so uh, we thought because um to sort of carry a torch or at least just i don't know kind of get a chance for us to still play as musicians um or at least still have something going on that weekend um was to sort of um have all of our friends that we play music with um come to my house and we would use the backyard stage, which I built. And I also have a, um, a studio in my basement um, with a jam room and uh, a viewing area. And so we kind of had two stages and actually a third stage, if you will, because I have my grand piano up in my living room. Um, so well, one night we did actually have, we utilized the three zones, the outside area, um, upstairs, a grand piano area and then the downstairs um studio jam room um so it was kind of a lot of fun i mean we couldn't really accommodate um a lot of people but we also wanted to just keep the numbers safe for covid reasons uh, and it sort of started something it that we then continued the next year um and we had a lot of interest um because that was then once the folk fest came back around uh, we had a lot of interest from folk festival goers that they wanted to sort of um, come afterwards, but we we couldn't we couldn't really allow everybody to come that was that had interest because I, it's it's really just my house, you know. I, I don't have it's probably a capacity of like seventy five to a hundred safely, you know what I mean? So uh, we didn't really. Um, you invite everybody that was interested. So do you live, now, in, you yeah. live in Newport? I live in Newport, yep. Okay. 
Um, I live in Newport. I actually live on Bliss Road. That's where the name came from. Oh, so, okay. Uh, yes, that was one of my questions. I was going to ask you why it was it was called Bliss Fest. Yeah, it's uh, it's off of Bellevue. Uh, it's not Bellevue. Off of Broadway is Bliss Road, and um, um, so that that's yeah, that's what we got our name for it. Um, to be honest, I think the last two years we may have just called it Bliss. Um, and now this year we, we, we thought to add, uh, bliss fest. So this um, is the third year so of it. Third year. Yep. Now I know Newport can be a little stodgy and sticklers for things. Did the, did the city give you any kind of problems when you had it at your house? They didn't. Um, one of the things that I think uh, that I think helped with that is, um, all of my neighbors, I have a, a good relationship with, but a week before, before the event, um, I basically canvassed my neighbors with um, a notice explaining what I'll be doing. Um, and, and actually, firstly, inviting them to what I was doing and then explaining what I was doing here at the house was to have some some music in the outside backyard. And that would be, you know, monitored so the decibel levels aren't, you know, going past where it's allowed. And um, so that sort of kept everybody at bay from you know having a having to like you know call the cops or anything like that actually uh we had quite a few of the, the neighbors show up um and one neighbor um came over to ask us to turn it up because she was having <laughs> friends over and she wished yeah <laughs> she wished she could be there but she couldn't hear it well enough we're like we have friends over here and um so it was pretty um it was pretty well received you know and uh um I'm grateful for that, you know, because it's uh, although there always is that that saying, you know, it's not really a party until the cops show up. But <laughs> I'd rather not have that be the case. So, you know, yeah. So, who played in those early early two years? Early two years, um, we had. I'm trying to remember. They, they go by um, the Fibs now, but it was Amphibious Man, my friend uh, Jay. Um, from Providence and his gal, um, Ariana. Um, we also had, um, I'm trying to think now, it's two years ago. My band, Analog, played two years ago. Um, my other band, Fave, also played. Um, Bill Bartholomew, um, Gabriella Rossi, um, Randy Robbins, my brother, Brian Flamond. Um, i trying to think who else. Uh, uh, because I'm confusing the last year and, and the year before, you know, because they were very, very similar. Um, well, that's I'm, okay. I mean, it's just an idea. Yeah. So was it yeah. formal or was it really just kind of a, a, an informal gathering? Um, were there actual performances or just kind of evolved jams? Oh, they were actual performances. Yeah. Um, scheduled. Um, it kind of orchestrated too. Also, last year we went live with the um, video. Uh, we went live stream with it. Um, my my uh, sort of co-organizer um, of Bliss this year, um, Owen Buckley. He also is my partner for Analog Studios, um, which is the studio in my basement. So um, we got some some cameras to sort of uh, have different angles of uh, recording basically um, for the outside stage and the uh, 
the inside downstairs stage. Um, so we had to sort of keep to a schedule um, so that uh, as as the live stream was going, because we did have a few, we did have, like quite a bit of interest on the live stream. So um, you can imagine being at a, you know, sitting there watching. You'd want to stick to the schedule for those folks so that they're they're not just wondering what's going on. Um, so it wasn't just sort of a free for all. It was pretty, you know, um, formatted out, if you will. So. Tell me about your band and your recording studio. Why don't you tell me about those two things? Well, um, to be accurate, I'm in two bands, um, Fave and Analog. 
Um, but um, to talk about um, both both bands are very special to me. Fave is a um, Fave is the piano based band. Um, I play my grand piano in that band, and analog. Uh, I play my electric guitar in that band. Uh, both of them are power trios. Uh, with drums and bass, and then uh, and me singing on either piano or uh, guitar, respectively. And um, the studio, Analog Studios, uh, we, me and Owen Buckley, we, we founded that back in 2007. Um, we, uh, we were roommates for many years, and now he lives in North Kingston, but we still have the studio together um, here at Bliss Road. Um, it's a home-built studio. Um, you know, without without glorifying it too much it's it's sort of a glorified jam space that we can also record in uh there's always room to grow grow with recording gear and um and and our capability but we uh we have some really nice gear that that suits us well um and although we haven't really brought anybody in um besides our own projects to record um on a uh, like professional level if you will um, we're very close to that that point, um, but it's really a home studio that we we uh, really enjoy doing live streams from. Last two New Year's uh, parties too, we've done um, sort of a similar lineup to what we had with our Bliss, but in the you know for New Year's and uh, you know it just it suits people well that you know you can tune in um, and watch us, and you don't have to come to Newport to be here to watch us. So. Um, you know, the studio, um, we also do a, uh, a live stream every other Tuesday in the off season, which I call Tuesday's tunes. Um, that's, um, we broadcast right from, uh, right from my upstairs piano room. Um, and I sort of showcase different songs that, um, uh, e- either they're sort of topical for something that happened in that week, or, uh, maybe it's around a holiday or, or whatever that's sort of the the flow but each each episode is somewhat themed but not really too themed um and i do about five songs and um and uh, it's a lot of fun we have a lot of interaction with the people that way um and uh no that's sort of the gist of it you know we have uh, the upstairs like i said with the piano and then downstairs we go full band now, um, how would people find these streams if they wanted to look for them in the future, and how would they be alerted to these streams? Uh, well, you would find them on our YouTube channel, um, analogstudios.ri, and um, also you can follow follow me, Dave Flamon, on uh, Instagram, um, and that's that's a that's a really easy way to sort of tune into all the things going on. And also Analog Studios Instagram and Tuesday's Tunes has an Instagram also. Um, and uh, Tuesday's Tunes also does, in fact, have a website uh, where all the all the shows are are archived there for you and in a format that's easy to sort of um, to sort of select from. Um, now, now yeah. you, you call it Analog Studios. Now, is your recording gear old eight track or four track or? Uh, sixteen-track recording, or is it digital? Um, and as of now, it's digital. But we we started as an analog, reel to reel, eight-track recorder, um, quarter-inch tape, and 
I recorded an album in 2008 with this uh, mixer and reel-to-reel machine with Owen. Um, solely with me and him, I did all the instruments and whatnot, so that's when we coined uh, or started our our analog studios, um, you know, and thus the name analog for my band. Um, yeah, so we, it would be really, really, really nice and really cool to be a legitimate analog only tape, only this, you know, no digital, um, given our name. Uh, but the reality is, is that it's, 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 you know, as we all know, it's easier to go digital to, uh, expedite work and projects. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, so, totally. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> let's talk about this year's bliss fest. Who, who was on the lineup? Uh, the lineup this year, um, I'll start from the first up. We have Nate Farrar, um, and Allison Callery. Um, after that, we'll have Jesse the Tree, um, and then we'll have the Z-Boys, um, and then Bill Bartholomew, Analog, and then Jabberwocky will close us out for the night. Now, this starts at 5, and it runs till 11, you said? It does, yep. starts at 5. Uh, will it, the doors, or, or doors are at 5, and music will start at 5.30. Now, um... It's only going to be the single stage this year, though, right? Yes. Yep. Okay. Now, is there alcohol permitted or sold or ref- refreshments or what is included, what is extra, What? how much does it cost to get in? So, uh, yes, there's, there's alcohol. We have a, we'll have a bar um, uh, to sell uh, mixed drinks, beer and wine. Uh, we also have Boru... Um, which is a noodle bar down here in Newport. Um, they will be setting up a point of sale uh, catering spot um, with at our outside lounge area, so you can get food and drink while you're here, uh, while you're at Bliss Fest. Um, and the cost of tickets um, there's two there's two uh, two tickets that you could get. You could either get the general admission ticket, which is twenty five dollars, um, and then the VIP ticket, which is forty dollars, and they give you the, 40, the the VIP ticket gives you access to the mezzanine and uh, band room upstairs um, in the restoration hall at Iris. So it gives you a little more of an experience um, to kind of get to go up on the second level and go hang out with the band. Um, and then there's the general admission, which um, is still a great way to, to see the show. It just uh, gives you access to only the main floor and the outside lounge so um yeah will you be live streaming any of this or is it strictly an in-person show it's strictly an in-person show um i i we may we may we will record it um but we were concerned with the um the wi-fi capability that weekend um to live stream so we decided to um, to just only film it, um, and it won't be live stream uh, this year. So, um, just to sort of uh, streamline it, if you will. You know? Now, this is going to yeah. be happening after the folk festival. Um, or is the folk, it, is it, the folk festival is happening a, the same weekend? Correct. The Newport it is, folk yes. festival. Um, um, it's 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 going to be happening during. And then after the folk festival, because the, the folk festival ends at seven thirty, 
and our event starts uh, at you know at five. So there will be a little bit of an overlap there. Um, so it's it's uh, it's it's not sort of a uh, um, after hours party in any way, shape, or form. It's not affiliated by that manner. It's just a uh, it's just kind of happening alongside. Yeah, because you know? I know they can be a little weird about saying anything involved in folk festival with advertising and such. This is an advertising, but so we can talk about it. But I mean, I know they they can be a little weird about including any kind of advertisement that includes folk festival in there. As far as after parties, people always try to do that, and they they get in trouble, I guess. Um, yeah. Now yeah. we've. Uh avoided speaking in that language just because we knew that was the case you right. know i mean so, we can talk yeah. we can talk about it because it actually is after the you know it's it's an event that happens so we're allowed to discuss it but we were not advertising it now do you anticipate yeah. like the crazy traffic being a hindrance to people in that area because uh the traffic in Newport at this time of year and then around the folk festival can be a bit of a hindrance for people to get places. Do you anticipate that uh, hurting it or helping it? Well, I, you know, it's, it's an interesting question. I, I don't think we'll have any, um, it may hinders, hinders people getting to the event, uh, but I don't think it'll affect the numbers of people that will get there. Um, because uh, it, this time of year is tricky in Newport, anyways, um, and uh, you know we. I would encourage folks to use their bikes, which they are. A lot of people already are because of the Folk Fest weekend that are local, um, and uh, we do have um, a parking lot in front of Restoration Hall. It's a paid parking lot, um, and then there's free parking all down Thames Street. I know it's. It's it's really a tricky time to find parking there this time of year, but um, we uh, we also believe that a lot of people are on foot um, and and like I said, bike. So the traffic may be ridiculous, but I know that people will get there. Um, so, you know, and there's it's uh, we're, we're we're expecting a little more of an influx once the festival is is through, but. Um, the, Ticket sales are looking great for a, a healthy start for us, too. That's so. good. So how do you feel yep. being a festival promoter? I mean, I, I entered the world of festival production about 30 years ago, and sometimes I smack myself upside the head and say, what the hell are you doing? And sometimes I'm glad I've done it. But, you know, it can be a bit of an undertaking and, a, and, a, <laughs> and kind of a beast to live with. How do you feel about it? <laughs> Yeah, it kind of it kind of can be. Um, I've I've uh, organized a festival out on Block Island um, a few years ago. Um, I did it for four years in a row. It was called September Fest, and uh, it was sort of a, a, a light duty version of of what I do, what I'm doing now. You know, um, and I invited bands to come out to Block Island, and uh, we hosted it at my friend's bar, and um, so I got really uh, charmed by being a host, especially out on Block Island, because I, you know, get to pick the bands up from the boat. They drive them to the venue, get to talk to them there, and then set them up with a place to stay. And like, it was more of an inclusive um, hosting and, and you know experience for me. Um, but you're also on Block Island, and it's it just sort of puts everybody in a different like mindset. 
Um, so now switching to doing festivals here um, in Newport, it definitely, uh, like you said, it's kind of a, it can turn into a, a beast to live with, you know, uh, um, doing it this scale, I learned quite a bit, this, this, um, this run through. So I'm excited about what I learned because um, I look forward to doing this again next year um, and using what I learned about planning for this year um, just to make the, the planning process a little easier. Um, I don't think that I've sort of forgotten anything or, you know, overlooked anything. I just, uh, there's, a, there's, a, a, there's a flow of how to organize things that I realized could have been this much more efficient if I had done it a certain other way. And, um, but what I do have to do is I have to thank my friends and my girlfriend, Cassie, um, for really helping me organize, um, a lot of the different things that I necessarily didn't think of, um, and sort of helped me out with this event. And, um, and then in doing so, it really sort of, uh, you know, educated me on, on how to, how to really do it, um, almost better next time, even though uh, I'm pretty happy with how we're organized this time. You know? Well, it's a process that you never stop learning at because there are always things that are going to change and things that you're going to forget. And no matter, I've been doing it for 30 years and it's always something. It's just the nature of the beast when it comes to a festival. And, you know, I've worked lots of festivals and run a couple of festivals and run many, many events over the years. And there's always something that comes up at the last minute that you've got to deal with. And it's you got to think on your feet a lot and I, I commend you for taking on something like this because i know what's involved in it and i know how much work is involved in it so I, I give you credit for it and i hope that it i hope that it goes well and i hope that it's a success and continues for many years to come and you don't get burnt out doing it <laughs> <laughs> thank you i really appreciate that blessing yeah that's that's very kind. Yes, and uh, being a musician, <laughs> I hope and watch out because it'll suck away from your musical time too. So that's that's one of the things. Ooh, that, I know. It's it you yep. know it can become a bit of a they can they can start to consume you and you got to watch out for that. You got to have a healthy balance and you got to have enough people helping you to make it worthwhile. Otherwise, it just becomes this this tumor that grows on you that at some point you're like, oh, I think I need to, to remove this. And you, you just throw up your hands in the air and you quit, but it's better off if you get, if you get people helping you that, I mean, if you got Cassie helping you, there's a big bonus there, but if you get your friends happening, helping you, that's, that's good as well, because it, it really does take a lot of people to produce a festival. And when you have it all on your shoulders, it can be very tough. And I, I got to give you a lot of credit for doing it. And uh, so we're looking at July 29th, Bliss Fest. Uh, anything else? Is there a website for it? There is. Uh, BlissFestRI.com. Within that website, you'll definitely you'll, you'll see right away the lineup, um, where we're having it, um, the about page telling you about um, the festival, where to park, um, all the different things you may have questions about. Um, and then there's a the bio page for the artists um, explaining uh explaining the different artists we have and um yeah it's pretty uh very happy with how the website came out um both the design and the graphics um i'm very proud of it so yeah check it out at blissfestri.com all right well thank you very much for taking the time to talk and uh 
I hope you have a successful event and and have successful events for years to come. Thanks, John. I really appreciate you having me on. All right. Thanks to Dave Flamand for being part of this episode of the Roots Report podcast. Blissfest will take place on July 29th in Newport and features performances by Allison Callery, Bill Bartholomew, Nate Farah, Jesse the Tree, The Z Boys, Analog, and Jabberwocky. For more, euphoria over to blissfestri.com. The Roots Report podcast is presented by Motif Magazine and sponsored by Providence Brewing Company, Rhode Island Blood Center, New Bedford Festival Theater, and Mother Earth Wellness. Thanks for listening. (laughs) ¶¶